This is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield from The Lynn Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Michael provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. This is Mike Mansfield. You're listening to The Wealth Puzzle. And as always, I've got here Tana Pennington. Tana, thank you for joining the party. Yeah, thank you. Very exciting. Another exciting episode (laughs) of The Wealth Puzzle here. Um, Tana and I, we're retirement income planners with the Lind Group. We focus on cash flow management. How do you take all of your hard-earned savings, your money, your resources, your social security, your pension, your rental property, mm-hmm. all that good stuff? How do you put it in a bowl? How do you mix it up? And how do you pour delicious, yummy tasting <laughs> brownies or what? I don't, I don't know. What's brownies? your, what's your favorite baked good, Tana? Cookies. Actually, yesterday I made a really yummy dessert. I did a did white cake it? and I put fresh berries in it, like blackberries, raspberries, strawberries. Like in it, in it? In it, in it and it. baked it. And it was okay. so good. And then I made homemade whipped cream. So, so it's basically like a giant blueberry muffin. It was so good. That's good. Yeah. That's funny. So if I got one of those, like, remember those like little pie things that are wrapped in that like weird wax paper that are like kind of onglong shaped that oh, are so, yeah. like enclosed. Mm-hmm. So me and my 11 year old got a chocolate one the other day at the store and you had yum. whipped cream. That was, that was serious business. <laughs> you know, oh, that's awesome. A horrible food product, but that's hey, fun you, you can share what? it with her. You know what? It, it'll survive an apocalypse. It'll survive nuclear Probably. fallout. Because of all the preservatives. Yeah. Um, all right. So this is an interesting show today. So today we're going to be talking about social security. Tana, this is a surprise. I said, Tana, this week, I, know. I am going to spring the show on you. I want you to come you blindly yes. maybe with a hangover, uh, something that might impair your ability to think because I want to challenge you. And so I'm up for it. What was interesting was the Financial Planning Association and CNBC, they did a quiz, a survey, a study on retirees that on Social Security. Yes. And I thought it was interesting because uh, let me pop it up on the screen here. See, I got to do my slow roll talking while I'm like, and so on (laughs) and so on Um, for for clarity, though. Anybody who uh, is listening to this on the podcast, if you want to see the show, if you want to see the notes, see the things that we're looking at, I just popped up on the screen here, this uh, CNBC Financial Planning Association survey uh, quiz. Go to YouTube, go to rumble.com. You can follow us on there. You can subscribe there. You can watch our shows. You can see our pretty faces and all of that fun stuff. So what was interesting, though, is let's let's get into this, Tana, and you're going to be like, here we go. I know, here, right? Paragraph two. To that point, a recent quiz given to near retirees found most people could not pass a 12-question true okay. or false quiz about Social Security. What's What more? Just 3% got all the questions right. Only 3%. Wow. 97% couldn't get it all right. And basically, blah, blah, blah. Most people couldn't pass it at all. Now, what would you view as a passing grade, Tana? Hmm. I would say 70%. Now let's pretend like you're back in high school at point of high. <laughs> would you say you got a 2.2% GPA? No, I got what a 4.0. No, no. Come I on. did. Come I on. totally did. 
Come on. The, uh, at a public school, there's no way. I did. Yeah. Grades were important for me. The, um, I studied. Okay, I had to work okay. for them, though. Okay. Well, then, then here you go. So in order for you to pass this quiz, there's 12 questions. Okay. I need you to get, let's just, we're going to keep a low bar here. Let's say you got to get seven correct. Okay. Deal. <laughs> now, for clarity <laughs> on everybody, <laughs> there's no key on this. So I, I, you know, the, I think the problem with being in the industry and dealing with social security all the time is like, I have my own opinions about the questions. Yeah. So I felt a couple of them were actually poorly written and I would have written okay. them better because I am so smart. <laughs> um, but okay. Okay. Tan, here we go. All right. Oh, so dear. social security quiz question number one. Okay. True or false. If I take my benefits before my full retirement age, they will re be reduced for early filing. Yes. And it's a permanent reduction. So I'm going to count that as a wrong answer for you because it was a true or false question, not oh, a yes sorry. or no question. So because you can't follow the instructions, you've already failed okay. the first one. So now you're going to have to pick up okay. the slack on the other one. True or false. So now what would most people do, right? Because most people say, uh, what's my full retirement age? See? Yeah. Actually, people call me and ask me all the time. There's a exactly. calculator on the ssa.gov website. That mm -hmm. will help you determine what, what is the age for your full retirement. Yeah, it's based on your date of birth. Yeah. No big deal. But your full retirement age is the age of where you get 100% of your social security. Right. So the question is saying, if I take benefits before that, which for most people is somewhere between 66 and 67, mm -hmm. um, if they take it, they're going to get a reduced benefit. Which, so let me do some like, I'm going to do some like sub, sub things, right? <laughs> Tana, do you think more people take social security at 62 or 66? 62. Woo! Yeah. You're on fire today. I thought yeah. we were going to be, uh, you know, <laughs> we, we've had some times on this show where we've really. No, been... you catch me off guard sometimes. So, yeah. <laughs> so something like over 65% of people take social security at 62. They take it yeah. as soon as they can. They take it as early as they can. Yeah. They end up getting more or less about 25% less of what they would have gotten than waiting till their full retirement age, somewhere in that 66 range. So, you know, but that's what people do. I read uh, recently on the social security website, then less than 4% of retirees take social security past their full retirement age. So pushing towards, you know, 67, mm. 68, 69, mm. or really pushing to the max of 70. Right. Not a lot of folk do that. Most people take it early. And it's funny, dude. I like, gee, we're supposed to be taking a quiz here. Now here I'm giving a dissertation on early This filing. is good information though. Ah, so people are funny. Right. Um, money is a funny thing. Um, they come to see me. Uh, you read all these studies and surveys um, we've heard over the years about what are the fears of retirement? Any ideas, Tana, on some of the fears of retirement? Yeah, they're going to outlive their money. Oh, there's number yeah. one. Any idea what the next biggest fear is? Oh, that they're going to have to. Well, I guess it kind of goes hand in hand with that one. Just having to rely on other family members for well, support. Yeah. Long-term care. Wow, yeah. Long-term care. There yeah. There it is. So yeah. those are like the, um, the two major things that can be accomplished, right? Sure. Or that are concerns is what if I get sick and mm -hmm. what if I accidentally live too long? Right. So I find that interesting that when you do all these national surveys and, and Fidelity and the Transamerica Retirement Institute and all these people always do these surveys and show that those are the major fears of people. But then when it comes to Social Security, it's like those fears evaporated. 
Oh, what if I don't live a very long time? I should run out and take my social security as soon as I can because I've earned it. And yeah. what if I don't live forever? I need as much as I can get. And I say, well, wait a second. In in one thought, you're worried you might live too long mm-hmm. in your general thought. And now social security is saying, well, if I don't live long enough, I got to get as much as I can. I mean, right. how do those two thoughts exist together? <laughs> if you're, if you're concerned about living too long, you, you might think about that with your social security. All right. Okay. Wow. That was number one, true or false. So I failed it too, because I didn't stick to true or false. All right. Number two, Tana, let's see what you got. Okay. If I am receiving benefits before my full retirement age and continue to work, my benefit might be reduced based on how much I make. Yes. If it's before so That's true. Yes. True. Oh, see, <laughs> I know. I want to like give you more information. I We've learned. Just say We're true. learning. So number two. <laughs> so if you take early social security, like so many people do, you run out and take it at 62, but you keep working, you're limited on how much you can work. Yes. And if you make over the limit, which is more or less $18,000 a year, they penalize you for every two bucks you make over the limit. They take a dollar off your social security check. Okay. Yeah. Not worth it. Once you hit your full retirement age, you can make a bazillion dollars a year. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Geez. See, I'm, I'm trying to like get this more concise here. This is <laughs> otherwise we're going to, we're going to be, you know, three hours into 10 questions. All right. Maybe I should highlight them. Is that better as we read them? Yeah, that's good. Is that like that, like that bouncing ball when songs are playing in the old days on the TV? <laughs> Once I start collecting social security, my benefit payments will never change. False. Now, before you answer, oh. wait, did you say false? <laughs> I said false because there's COLA possibly not okay. guaranteed every year. Okay. So you're, you're kind of nailing it, right? The, this is kind of my beef with this question. It's kind of a, a poorly yeah. worded question. Right. So I'm not sure what the, the editors at CNBC, you know, what their opinion is, but you're right. A cost of living adjustment increases your benefit. Mm-hmm. Any other reasons your benefit might increase? What if you're continuing to work? Do they factor yeah. in more? They do. Yeah. They do. Okay. So if you're on social security yeah. and you work, you continue to pay social security taxes. Yeah. Good point. And if, if you're making good money in those final years and that actually increases your averages, you would in fact see your social security benefit go up. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to give you a kudos on that one. You did good. Thank you. <laughs> you got, got more to go here. Okay. Number four. <laughs> If I have a spouse, he or she can receive benefits uh, from my record, even if he or she has no individual earnings history. Hmm, I would say false. If he has no earning history. Hmm. Now, let me make a point. Number one is they pulled people that were of social security ages that couldn't pass this test. Right. And so Uh, the rhetoric is, is if this is a huge income source for you, if this is an important income source for you, at what point in your life are you going to finally take the time to figure this stuff out? Right. Obviously that's what we're in business to help you with. But the cool thing about Tana, for example, is whether she knows the answer to this question or not for her own situation, she's uh, only in her thirties, I think. And so (laughs) good idea. Yeah. Just keep me 30. This is good. Panicked. Panicked. And she's got a lot of time to figure this out. Oh, okay. You know? Wait, the wait. People you that know passed what? this quiz. I read that wrong though. You're out of time. I read that wrong. Well, I tried to cover because, it. Because, because if your spouse, 
you qualify for the earnings or social security based on your spouse's record. You can. Or can. Yeah. 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 So then I should change my answer. So the answer is true. Yeah, it is true. Oh. I, I read that wrong. I apologize. Oh, I see. I tried to cover. I had that like whole long winded <laughs> thing about how you have time to figure it out. And it's not right? your fault if you're wrong. And here we are. <laughs> So it's true. So even if your spouse didn't work, they had the hard yeah. job of staying at home, right. raising kids, whatever the deal was, they can still be eligible for a spousal benefit. What that is, is specific to their age and, and a couple things. But the reality is, is no, absolutely. Yeah. I was thinking like if there were zeros, like all zeros on the earnings record. So what so. you're saying is, is if I had given you the quiz questions early <laughs> at a time and yes. I allowed you to figure out all the answers to the quiz, then the pop quiz would have been easier for you. That's, that's what I heard. Well, the wording of that was a little tricky. <laughs> well, like I, I should said, pay I, attention I, a little I bit better. I didn't love the wording of all of this. <laughs> all right. All right. We're moving on. If I have a spouse and he or she passes away, I will receive my full benefit and my deceased spouse's full benefit. So they're getting two benefits after the spouse died. Not a reason to kill your spouse. What do you think? True or false? False. It is false. Why is it false? Any ideas? Because if they're the um, largest benefit stays out of the two. Okay. So that's kind of a, a good rhetoric. So in simplicity, a person is eligible for one benefit at a time, right? So if there's two people alive, then there's two benefits coming in. If there's only one person alive, there's only one benefit coming in. Yeah. What that is is specific to the situation. So what Tana referenced is in most situations in massive simplicity now, to be fair, the the math and the way that Social Security calculates, it's a little more confusing. But in simplicity, when there's two checks coming in, the little one goes bye-bye and the big one remains mathematically. That's what stays mm-hmm. in your pocket. Now, granted, um, if you have certain kinds of pensions, you work for the government, you didn't pay into Social mm-hmm. Security, there are some complicating right. factors to that. You could have a, a windfall elimination provision or a government pension offset that can kind of screw with the numbers. But in massive simplicity, Tana is correct. This answer is false, but you only get to keep one of the two benefits. Yeah. Whew. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I have a I have a problem at this point. We're halfway through and I didn't keep track of what we got right or wrong. Well, and that one I think is the the biggest detail because that's where people really need to plan is what happens when half of your income goes away because a spouse passes away before you do. Yeah. Well, that's- but to be fair, that's why a huge part of retirement planning is planning the survivor benefit. Mm-hmm. Is Look, when when two people are alive and there's two checks coming in, let's be fair, it's never enough money. We always right. want more. But when someone dies and we lose some of that money, how does that impact us? Do we have the resources? Are we in a position right. to be comfortable? The answer is yes or no. We and don't know when Oh, sorry. I was just going to oh. say it doesn't necessarily mean that one person passes away, half, you know, your your bills are cut in half. Your no. expenses tend to stay no. the same. Well, in many respects, the mortgage doesn't go anywhere. You know, the car payment doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, you might have some savings on health insurance or something like that. Uh, maybe you're eating less or maybe you're sad and you're eating twice as much. I don't know. Yeah, sure. um, but the reality is, is you ha- we don't know when someone's going to pass away, but we can at least visually see what happens when they do. Mm-hmm. That way we can understand for you and your retirement income plans, how protected you are if you in fact have the resources to deal with that or not. Wouldn't you, the listener or watcher, much rather know what's going to happen than being oddly surprised by it when it happens? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, okay, number six. Number six. 
the money that comes out of my paycheck for social security goes into a specific account for me and remains there earning interest until I begin receiving social security benefits. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Like in an actual account, like specific account like that. That's kind of tricky false. wording there. Man, okay. False. false. It's false. Yeah, it goes false. So, you know, the, the, pro, uh, the big <laughs> Part of the, the problem with social security is it's a giant bucket, right? Well, no, it's yeah. not a bucket. It's a funnel. And so they, they, they pour all the money in the top. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's probably an upside down funnel at this point. You know, they put money in the top of it yeah. and it comes out the bottom. And over the years, there's been a huge change in how many people are paying into social security versus how many people are receiving social yeah, security. Yeah, good point. Um, but, it, you know, you everyone's always heard the like IOU thing where you know, the social security fund, all the money has been taken out and used for other things and it's promised back, but that's a problem. There is no individual money. Granted, there's a bunch of kooky conspiracies theories that there are. Um, I got this nut job uncle that, uh, I can say that cause we're friends that he, he believes that, you know, once again, your social security number is your actual account number for the, the money that they've been saving for you. And it's all in, you know, war bonds and you've got millions in there and it's all this hidden magic money that if you just ask the government for it, you can have it. And I believe he's asked, but still hasn't received it. Um, (laughs) and never will. So anyways, yes. Sorry. Well, I feel like there is the individual earnings record that, and, you know, based on what you're being paid per year over the, you know, 35 highest earning years. So then it's individual in that sense. It is where they keep track of it because your, your record becomes unique to you. Right. But I believe on, on your social security statement at the bottom of page two, it shows how much you paid in and how much your employer paid in. And one of the things, cause I, I, you know, I don't want to be mean or hassle anybody. I hear a lot of, we'll say entitlement. Hey, you know what? I paid in the money. I deserve it out. It's my money kind of thing. I've heard that a lot over the years, but I feel for most people, that if you went and looked at your social security report and you looked at page two at the bottom where it shows how much you paid in mm-hmm. versus how much they're going to give you a month for the rest of your life. Right. I think you'd be oddly disappointed in the <laughs> amount of money that you put in right? for, for the benefit they're giving you. I, the, the math makes no sense. Yeah. Good point. But it makes a lot of sense because a lot of people need social security. This is a major income source. It's something mm-hmm. like 60% of, of people's retirement is generated from social security. So it is important to people. Right. But most people oddly pay in a very small amount of social security relative to what that payout is. Mm-hmm. If you had factored in saving that money with an investment return and trying to then get money off of it, you know, as monthly income guaranteed forever with cost of living adjustments, tax favorable. Oh my gosh, I can keep going on. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. Any, anyways, <laughs> sorry. This, this, this like took a turn for the worst. <laughs> no, this Louise. is fun. The uh, All right, number seven. Under current Social Security law, full retirement age is 65 no matter when you were born. False. Boom. Tana didn't even have to think about no. it. So in the good old days when Social Security was created, the full retirement age was 65. And then they made it 66. And then they started tiering it 66 in two months, 66 in four months and eight months. I think this year um, for people turning their full retirement age, 
at 66 and 10 months is the current full retirement age. Mm -hmm. Um, Me and Tana, our full retirement ages are 67. Yeah. I expect that to change. Right. I do too. Because why not? The, um, look, if you have a, if you have a question about this, you can Twitter this guy at the bottom. (laughs) Ask him what's wrong with this study. I I don't know how to Twitter. So the best I can tell you is Twitter him. <laughs> I've never Twittered. Do you Twitter? No. I, 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 you know, I, I got, I got no idea. You know, I, I, yeah, you heard all this stuff like during politics for the last four years about oh, all the, yeah. the tweeting going on. I'm like, God, I'm so out of the loop. I don't, I don't know how to twiddle. <laughs> twiddle. The, um, okay. Number eight. Okay. As a divorced person, I might be able to collect social security benefits based on my ex spouse's earning history. Ye- true. Yes. True. Totally true. Yes. So fun fact, if you were married for at least 10 years and you're divorced and you haven't remarried and or I'm putting my finger up, holding a pen and or you remarry over the age of 60, you could be eligible for collecting some benefit off of your ex-spouse if it's in fact higher than your own. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool. Once again, the government is trying to be aware of uh, situational problems. For example, if you have a spouse who's a big earner and then they dump their spouse and that other spouse wasn't working or taking care of kids and has no social security or very little, mm-hmm. they don't want them to be totally out in the cold. So they realize that, Hey, you know, we have some of these familial benefits that we can go after. Yeah. And it doesn't affect his or her, uh, social security either. It's well, just, that's, a, that's, a, that's a great point. Yeah. That's a misconception. Yeah. When you say you get someone else's benefit, it sounds like you're taking right. it from them. No. Not at all. It is all math. So for example, if your ex-spouse is eligible for a thousand bucks a month and your ex-spouse benefits 500 a month, they don't take that 500 from what the ex-spouse is getting. They keep getting their thousand. You get your 500 mathematically and they don't even know you're doing it. Yeah. That's the good point part. So you don't have to call your ex if you don't like them. Nope. Yeah. And then if they die, you'd be eligible for a widow benefit off of your Mm -hmm. ex-spouse. Even if you've remarried over the age of 60, see some of this stuff I have to admit, you know, over the years, I I've been mad at the government because they changed some of the rules that were favorable, yes. but then they have these really weird rules where you're like, huh? What <laughs> Complicated. The, what the anyways. All right. All right. All right. All right. Number 10 or number nine, number nine under current law, social security benefits could be reduced for everyone in 2035. Oh, <gasps> That sounds scary. That is scary. Um, that's a tricky one because everyone is kind of throwing it's a true me or off. False answer. I know, but you got you got a fifty fifty on this one, Tana. I'm gonna say true because I hear a lot of you know people talking about how that's why they run out and take it. Um, mm-hmm. But my thought is, it might be that you know, people that are already collecting social security, they're just going to be grandfathered in. If there's a reduction, it's going to be for anybody new to the program. Okay. So you kind of muddied that up a little bit. You you gave a good initial answer (laughs) and then then you made it weird. Um, (laughs) So it is true technically. So what happens is every year, or so the uh, the Social Security Trust Fund kind of puts out these estimates and says, hey, you know what, based on current rules and guidelines and, and current payouts and current mortality rates and current, 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 all this stuff, if we don't change something by 2035, there will be 
a reduction in social security. Now it's yeah. funny because most people will say oh, social security. This is what Tana's talking about. Cause I hear this all the time from her and from the clients is they'll say, oh, we're going to lose our social security. It's all gone. Ah, it's all over. Um, what's funny is they're wrong. And that is not accurate. The way that the math works from the social security trust fund is it says by 2035, if nothing changes, mm-hmm. there would be a 21% reduction in your benefit. And then based on that reduction, there would be plenty of money to fund social security payments to the end of the century. So at the moment, worst case scenario okay. is losing basically 20% of your social security. It's certainly not losing all of it or the mass majority right. of it. Now to be clear, nobody wants a 21% reduction in their social security. I guess the cool news though, is, you know, if you add up all the cost of living adjustments between now and then, you know, that's probably over 21%. So just get you back to today's dollars. Yeah, good the, point. Um, but the reality is, is the reason that they put this information out is because the government, because the president, because a lot of people have been talking quite a bit on how to shore up social security. Mm-hmm. Once again, there's less and less people paying into social security and more and more people receiving social mm-hmm. security. So they're evaluating the ways that they can fix this. Right. The one easy, obvious way is raise taxes. Now that doesn't make any sense. Uh, the president said he wouldn't raise taxes on anybody making over 400 grand or under 400 grand. Uh, there's going to be some issues with that. So there's, there's two ways that they're talking about raising taxes. One is they're talking about adjusting payroll taxes and increasing payroll taxes, but payroll taxes are paid on two sides, right? You pay half the payroll taxes. Yep. Your employer pays half the payroll taxes. It's your FICA taxes. Um, then on top of it, social security is capped on your earnings limit. So basically if you make over $140,000, you pay no more social security FICA tax on that money. They're going to increase that exponentially, probably. They're going to raise all of those limits. Um, there's probably going to be a little bit of a donut hole. And then over 400000 you pay unlimited amounts of Social Security tax on your income, as you do with Medicare. Um, mm-hmm. You know, right, wrong, and different. I don't know. Higher taxes for a big swath of people, absolutely. One way or another, those changes. I mean, even another change, Tana, is remember earlier we said that you and I are at full retirement age of 67? Mm-hmm. Well, remember, Social Security was created 100 years ago, basically. Right. And they started age 65. And they did that because they thought they were genius. They're like, holy cow, watch this. Uh, everyone dies at 62. And so we'll offer a benefit at 65. So the, anyone who gets on it will have to pay them for like three hours. Yeah. And, and, then, and then we're good, but we get to collect all the money. And over the years, life expectancy has increased exponentially. Right. Yet the full retirement age has only increased two years. Not that I'm saying, woohoo, raise my full retirement age. But obviously there is some pretty obvious rhetoric that, well, maybe mine should be 68 or 69 or 70 or, you know, I don't know what. Um, I'm not an actuary. But all of those tweaks would certainly adjust all of these numbers. And and that's why the Social Security Administration puts them out so that you're kind of forewarned to, to program changes. But Tana, you brought up a good point. And that is, you know, the the theory is they would try to grandfather people into certain guidelines and rules. Right. I always thought that was true until President Obama did the Bipartisan Budget Act of 2015 and canceled file and suspend and restricted applications for people literally doing them. So, um. I'm I'm skeptical on grandfathering. <laughs> Anyways, all right. Whew. Gosh, this is taking a while. We're only at ten. If I file for retirement benefits 
and have dependent children 18 or younger, they may also qualify for social security benefits. That is true. That is true, true. So it's that's very cool. rare, but it's true. It, it is it is rare. Yeah. But if you're older and you're on social security and you have a minor child, mm-hmm. they could also receive benefits um, until they're a certain age. That also works too um, for someone who's not retired, but is a spouse. So if your spouse dies and you have dependent children, you can collect a widow benefit while the dependent children are under the age of uh, 18 and you yourself can get a benefit and until the children are 16. So there's definitely some options there. I did that one. We did that one quicker. I could have, I could have gone on. All right. If number 11, if I delay taking social security benefits past the age of 70, am I stupid? Yes, yeah. you okay, are. So that wasn't the, so let me, I know, let that me wasn't continue the real question. question. I will continue to get delayed retirement credits and for each year I wait. False. <laughs> False. Right. You know, you'd be shocked over the years. I've been doing this, what, almost 17 years. And there have been, I can count on my fingers, a handful of times where people have come in and challenged me on thinking about waiting past 70. Uh, You know, not a good idea. Huh? (laughs) But they had rationale like, well, yeah, but yeah, I don't need the income right now because I'm still working. Yeah. Now now we're back to (laughs) you paid into it. You better get what you can out of it. And it's a good thing, though, if you were in that situation, they, I think, at least do let you do a six month retro, right? On the uh-huh. application. Yeah. Yeah. Which is you good. Can, you can backdate an application yeah. and get a lump sum. So we do that occasionally, depending on the situation. All right. Number 12. Oh, we're, we're here. I must be a U.S. citizen to collect Social Security retirement benefits. True or false? Mm, this one's a tough one. Yeah. It's a worded, uh, worded poorly. I, I, my gut says false. I'm going to say false too, just because it's, it's a, a poorly worded question. There are certain countries yeah. that have, uh, the, what are they even called? They're, uh, contracts between countries. There's a word for it that I'm, I've lost at the moment. Uh, like for example, Germany where, uh, you can come in and use work experience in Germany to qualify for social security in the U S there's these kind of coordinated benefit things. So, the answer technically to me would, would be false too, that if you're not a U.S. citizen, there are certainly scenarios where you can get at social security. Um, you know, we don't really commonly, I'd say, deal with that in practice though. Yeah. Well, Tana. Okay. Did I pass or fail? This is a self-scoring thing. So oh. you tell me if you passed or failed. I passed. If I totally passed. Well, that was easy. <laughs> that was good. All right. I'm impressed. Nailed it. I'm impressed. Jeez. It didn't, it didn't take much. So, you know, for the for the moment, that's probably good enough for the moment. Look at that. We're, we're already at a half hour of, of this crazy social security song and dance. Um, you know, once again, we love all of our listeners. We love all of our feedback. We appreciate anybody that can shoot us an email. Give us a call up on the screen is our website, the Lind Lind is L-Y-N-D. Our phone number 805-500-7035. We are Register investment advisors. We are financial planners. We are here to help you properly plan your retirement income to make sure that all the nuts and bolts are tight, that all of the screws are in place and all the things that you need to make good, effective decisions are there. Um, Tana, as always, I, I appreciate it. You, congratulations. Even though you have another, I don't know, 30, 40 years before you need to know all this information, you are ahead of the curve. Thank you. So we'll leave it with that. Like I said, you know, we appreciate all of our podcast listeners and, and certainly subscribe to us on YouTube and everybody have a great week.
Thank you for listening to The Wealth Puzzle. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Michael Mansfield at The Lind Group. Call 805-500-7035 or visit them online at thelindgroup.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by the Lynn Group Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of California. Insurance products and services are offered through the Lynn Group, LLC. The Lynn Group, LLC and the Lynn Group Advisors, LLC are not affiliated companies. Lynn Group, LLC the Lynn Group Advisors LLC and Michael Mansfield are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.